Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Spring training is here. Some of the most beautiful words to say together are pitchers and catchers report. It is here. It is exciting. And today what I thought I'd do is give you six bold predictions for the 2024 MLB season for the St. Louis Cardinals. And that starts right now on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. There are so many interesting storylines surrounding the St. Louis Cardinals. The obvious one is the starting pitching, which we'll get into a little bit later. But these are six bold predictions for the 2024 MLB season for the St. Louis Cardinals. And the first one is probably, I don't know how bold it is, but Jordan Walker solidifies himself as the Cardinals' best hitter and future face of the franchise and receives MVP votes. I really believe that as as early as this year, Jordan Walker could receive MVP votes because we all know it, it wasn't just an awkward season for Wilson Contreras, for Tyler O'Neill last year, for Adam Wainwright. It wasn't just an awkward season for those players. It was, it was a tremendously awkward season for Jordan Walker because he was thrust into the outfield because there was really no position. His natural position is third base. And obviously Nolan Arenado plays third base. And ideally you'd probably want to play Jordan Walker at first base, but Hey, you've got Paul Goldschmidt there. So there's really no place to put him. They transitioned him to the outfield too late. And at 20, 21 years old, Jordan Walker had to figure out how to play major league outfield, had how, how to play a major league outfield position. And so he was going through all that and trying to hit at the major league level. And he did remarkably well for his first season. Let me just read you some of these numbers. Jordan Walker it, while his wins above replacement puts him at just an average player, he's minus 0.1 in war. Uh, he hit 16 home runs. He batted 276. His on-base percentage was 342. You maybe like to see that a little bit higher. But his OPS plus made him an above-average hitter at 21 years old. He's still 21 years old. He's going to be 22 by the time the season starts or early in the season. He'll be 22 years old. He's born on May 22nd. And to me, this is a year where Jordan Walker enters the year where he knows exactly what his position is. He's going to be in the outfield. He's going to play mostly every day. He he's an he's a year. He spent a year with Willie McGee learning the position. Now, is he going to be the best defensive outfielder in the world? No, he's probably not going to be because he's a bigger guy. He can run. A lot, a lot better than people give him credit for in the outfield, which is going to help him there. But another year of experience under his belt with the way that he he hits the ball, and I'm sure they've been working with the, with him in his swing so he doesn't put the ball on the ground as much as he did last year. The, to be honest, the sky's the limit for Jordan Walker this season. And without putting too much pressure on him, I think he's going to have a tremendous year. And I think at this time next year, we are going to view Jordan Walker as the face of the St. Louis Cardinals. No disrespect to Paul Goldschmidt, who's an impending free agent. No disrespect to Nolan Arenado, 
but Jordan Walker is the rising star that the St. Louis Cardinals have been searching for since Albert Pujols. Now, I'm not saying he is Albert Pujols, but that's who this guy is. That's who he has the potential to be, and I think he is him. I think that's who Jordan Walker is, and I can't wait to watch him this year because I think he's going to be the next face of the St. Louis Cardinals, and I think that starts this year, and that's bold prediction number one. Bold prediction number two. By the end of the season, Victor Scott has proven he is ready to be an everyday starting outfielder in the major leagues. And this is bold because technically Victor Scott has not played above double A, but what he's done in double A shows me that he's potentially ready to move on to triple A and potentially the MLB. Last year at Springfield, he hit 323. And just over 300 plate appearances, 310 plate appearances. He hit seven home runs. He stole 44 bases. And he stole 50 bases at Peoria at A-plus ball for a total of 94 stolen bases. This guy plays exceptional defense. He has a nice open stance and a nice swing to to his game if if you've watched Victor Scott. Victor Scott, and, and this could be the correct approach that the St. Louis Cardinals are are implementing with Victor Scott. It would be wise for them to wait. Victor Scott is 23 years old, right? He just turned 23. So it, it might be wise for them to wait a little bit, but I believe he's going to be called up at the latest September. I, th- I think he's going to be in, in that September call-up mix. And Victor Scott, to me, has all the potential in the world to be the next starting center fielder for the St. Louis Cardinals, assuming that you you can move Tommy Edmond somewhere else and that Tommy Edmond just doesn't completely take over the position like he did last year. And Tommy Edmond's still dealing with a wrist injury. Now, they're optimistic that Tommy Edmond is going to be healthy for opening day. Derek Gould had an article come out stating as such that the Cardinals are optimistic that Tommy Edmond is going to be ready for opening day. But if he isn't, That could open the door for Victor Scott. I I talked about it on a previous episode. This spring training is going to be huge for Victor Scott. He's one of the players that is, I think, the the player to watch at spring training. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating. But I believe that by the by season's end, we will have seen enough from Victor Scott to say, yep, that guy's an MLB ready player. And that's going to make things interesting for the Cardinals with players like Tommy Edmond and Dylan Carlson, because all of a sudden now you have more of a log jam in the outfield because Victor Scott is emerging. Bold prediction number three. And I honestly, I don't know how bold this is, but I believe Nolan Gorman is going to hit 40 home runs this year. Nolan Gorman is going to turn 24 in May. A lot of these, well, two Cardinal players, Jordan Walker and Nolan Gorman were both born in May. He's just 23 years old, going to turn 24. And in 464 plate appearances last year, Nolan Gorman hit 27 home runs. And Nolan Gorman is a streaky hitter. There's no doubt about it. But there's also no doubt about the the power that he presents in this Cardinals lineup from the left side of the plate. It's, It's honestly remarkable. And he's only played just two seasons. And really... Just over, you know, a full about a season and, and a quarter's worth, maybe a season and a half, depending on how you divvy up the plate appearances of major league experience. 
And in both of those years, he was an above average hitter. In 2022, his OPS plus 104 above average. And in 2023, his OPS plus at 117. Um, so again, this is a player whose batting average is not going to be the highest, but he's going to have insane power from the left side. And I, he hit 27 home runs last year. If he gets a boost in at-bats in playing time, which I think he could, then that means more opportunities for him to hit bombs. And I think that's what he can do if he can stay healthy. So I believe Nolan Gorman is going to hit 40 home runs and he's going to be a catalyst for the, for the St. Louis Cardinals offense that when you really take a look at it, it's exciting. The, the kind of young talent that's on this team. So Nolan Gorman, 40 home runs. Bold prediction number four might have some Cardinals fans. You know, I can already hear the unsubscribes, dislikes. There's no way this is going to happen, Seth. But I believe that Steven Matz is going to start 30 games this year. I think this is the year that Steven Matz finishes the year with a sub 3-5 ERA. And Steven Matz is going to be the guy that proves, once the Cardinals make the playoffs, because that bold prediction is coming, that he's the number two guy in a playoff series because Steven Matz has shown that he can do this before in Toronto. In Toronto in 2021, Steven Matz, 14 wins, seven losses, a 3.82 ERA. He pitched 150 innings. And if you remember on a previous episode, I said, if we if the St. Louis Cardinals can get 150 solid innings out of Steven Matz, that that is a win and that's going to be a shot in the arm for this rotation because to be honest there isn't a ton of depth and I think the Cardinals are counting on Steven Matz to be healthy I think they're actually pretty confident that he's going to be even though I've been skeptical on this show before and rightly so I mean Steven Matz the last two years total he's pitched 150 innings so why should we expect him to pitch 150 innings this year well he's shown that he can do that. And I'm telling you that right now. So he pitched 150 innings in that 2021 season, struck out 144 batters in that season and proved that he can be a very solid pitcher started 29 games. So I think that 2021 season that he pitched where he pitched in Toronto is still very much on the table. And there isn't going to be as much pressure on him either because the Cardinals brought in some of these veterans Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, who looked really good striking out Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arnato. I know that doesn't really mean anything right now towards the end of February, but it's still cool to see Kyle Gibson against Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt playing that well. But Steven Matz, I think, can be that guy. And even, even last year, if you look at his 2023 season, he was four wins, seven losses, 3.86 ERA, 105 innings pitched. A lot of people don't realize that he pitched over 100 innings uh, before getting injured. And his ERA plus 113 above average. I think Steven Matz can be a solid above average pitcher, maybe even a little bit better than that if he stays healthy. That's the big thing. And that's where I'm squarely placing my chips when saying that Steven Matz is going to be a solid pitcher and solid enough to be the number two in this rotation, assuming that the Cardinals don't make a trade. And right now, that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming the Cardinals are going to go into a postseason without making a trade, even though they very well could. And that would make this bold, bold prediction null and void if they make a trade for, let's say, a Shane Bieber or, or a Dylan Cease or somebody like that, that that pitcher would be 
the St. Louis Cardinals number two. But it, nevertheless, my bold prediction is that Steven Matz starts 30 games, finishes with a sub 3-5, in between a 3-5 and a 3-8 ERA, and becomes the number two pitcher in this rotation and therefore the number two pitcher in the in the playoffs if if and when the cardinals go to the playoffs bold prediction number five is that lars newtbar paul goldschmidt nolan arnado nolan gorman who we talked about already wilson Contreras, and jordan walker all hit at least 25 home runs and that propels the st louis cardinals as a top five offensive team in major league baseball and if you think i'm crazy by saying that and by getting excited about what this lineup could potentially bring to the table, just let me tell you what these guys did last year, okay? So three of these players already hit 25 home runs. We're talking Paul Goldschmidt, who did it in 593 played or at-bats. Nolan Arnato hit 26 home runs in 560 at-bats. Nolan Gorman hit 27 home runs in 206 at-bats. And the other three names on the list, Jordan Walker, 16 home runs and 420 at-bats. I've already detailed the awkward season that he had. Transitioning to the outfield way too late. The Cardinals totally mishandled that situation. And having the awkward season of being brought up, then sent down, and then being brought up again, it's not quite talked about in the same breath as as how the Cardinals handled the Wilson Contreras situation. But that had to be tough on a very young player. And to be honest, he, he dealt with it as well as anybody could have. And this year, he's coming in, as we've already stated, with a clear role in mind. The Cardinals, he's going to be starting in the outfield on opening day. There's no question about that. Now, he might move up and down the lineup, depending on what our Ali Marmol wants to do. But he has a solidified role on the team. So 16 home runs going from 16 to 25, I don't think that's all that crazy. Wilson Contreras hit 20 home runs in 428 at-bats last season, and he's only hit, actually, I don't believe he's hit uh, 25 home runs yet in his career, but he's always hovered around 20. 24 was his career high when he played with Chicago. But again, Wilson Contreras is going to DH a lot more this year because of the emergence of Ivan Herrera, who's somebody we're going to talk about a little bit later in this program. Wilson Contreras not having to catch as much not having the pressure to catch is likely going to improve his offensive numbers. I, I don't have a statistic formula that that states that on me, but I believe that Wilson Contreras, again, he had one of the most awkward seasons that I can remember ever in, in St. Louis Cardinals history for any player. Uh, being, to, being signed as the catcher to replace Yadier Molina and then being told, you know, a fourth of the way through the season, if that, oh, by the way, that you're, you're not going to catch anymore. You're not the catcher. Uh, we, we might we might play you in the outfield. His offensive numbers tanked. And then when he really came on last year, when he really started to pick it up, he really hit well. And that was huge for the St. Louis Cardinals. So for the for all of those reasons and more, I believe it's well within the range of outcomes that Wilson Contreras can hit 25 home runs. So now let's let's move to Lars Newtbar, who's the last player on this list. He hit 14 home runs in 426 at-bats. And to be honest, Lars Newtbar, he needs to stay healthy as well. Now, he had 426 at-bats, but he was, he was kind of up and down throughout the year and was dealing with injuries at certain points in the season as well. 
And the hard hit rate of Lars Newtbar had everybody, and not just Cardinals fans. We're talking like fantasy baseball fans. We're talking player people from around the league salivating at what potentially Lars Newtbar could do. And he's put back-to-back seasons. I mean, he hit 14 home runs in 2022 in just 290 at-bats. In 2022, he hit 14 home runs. And in 2023, with almost you know twice as many at-bats, he hits the same amount of home runs. It tells me he was dealing with something, with injuries, maybe battling through something. I don't know. But to, to the way Lars Newtbar can hit the ball, the bat speed or you know the exit velocity that he can produce, you can't tell me that he can't hit 20, 25 plus home runs in a in what will be a breakout season for him. I think that's well within the range of outcomes. So and, and when you start to look at the middle of this order, when you can when you can put out there Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Jordan Walker, Wilson Contreras, Lars Newtbar, and Nolan Gorman in the middle of that lineup, and you can mix and match left-handed bats, Lars Newtbar and Nolan Gorman throughout, not to mention Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan, who can also hit from the left side. This is an exciting lineup that I believe has the potential to be a top five offensive team. And all of these players, if all of them hit on that 25 home runs or more, which three of them already did last year, this is going to be one of the best offenses in baseball. And I think coming into this year, it's going to be huge that all of these players have solidified roles on the team we're talking paul goldschmidt we know he's going to be the everyday first baseman nolan nolan arnado same story he's going to be the everyday third baseman jordan walker is going to be in right field every day if not most days wilson Contreras is the catcher although he's going to dh because ivan herrera is really good too so he's a catcher and a dh none of this outfield nonsense anymore just throw that out of here that was absolutely ridiculous just a trash stance for the St. Louis Cardinals to take and they've corrected that I have the utmost faith that that has changed Lars Newtbar as long as he's healthy he is going to be a starting outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals no doubt about it and Nolan Gorman is going to play second base or he's going to DH and 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 that's that's where he's going to play most likely Um, and and it's going to be an interesting conversation to be had what they do with Brendan Donovan and him maybe as a platoon, but I would guess that Nolan Gorman is likely going to be DHing most days, and and they're going to mix and match with the the starting pitchers, you know. But again, it, it's it's something that's going to fluctuate. But this Cardinals team and this Cardinals lineup is is off could be off the charts good, and and now that they have some innings in the starting pitching and they have a safer floor. I think, and this is going to lead us into bold prediction number six and seven. All right, so you're getting seven bold predictions, not six, like I said at the top of the show. Bold prediction number six is kind of, you're going to have to bear with me a little bit here. Number six, and, and I'm thinking of a way to quantify this, and I've, I've tried to think, but the only way I can really think to quantify this is, and, and this is because of the the stance the Chicago Cubs have taken with their roster building. It's been very similar to the St. Louis Cardinals way of building a team, even though the Cubs are spending more money than the St. Louis Cardinals. They don't really have the star power that that even the Cardinals have. And and But we're not even really talking about stars with this bold prediction. This bold prediction is that despite the prospect rankings, the Cardinals will prove in 2024 that they have the better young group 
of of players. They have the the better young core of players that are MLB ready than the Chicago Cubs. And and before Cubs fans want to jump through the TV screen, grab me by the collar and shake me around a little bit, like Mike Jones probably wants to do. Let me just list all of the players that the Cardinals have who could potentially see major league time this year that are under the age of 26 years old. And some of these players are 21, 22, 23 years old and under and younger. Let's start with Jordan Walker, 21 years old. Who wouldn't want to have Jordan Walker on their team? If Jordan Walker played for the Chicago Cubs, would he not be starting in their outfield? I think he would be. Mason Wynn, again, a a young phenom player who most, if you you talk to most scouts, most talent evaluators in Major League Baseball, they believe Mason Wynn is a future superstar. So you have two potential superstars already Major League ready. Can you say that about the Chicago Cubs? Is that what Pete Crow Armstrong is? I don't know. Is that what Matt Bush is? Let's keep on going. Lars Newtbar is 26 years old, so he barely qualifies. Lars Newtbar is somebody who is already a major league starter and has proven that he's got an immense level of talent. Nolan Gorman, 23, going to be 24 years old this year. I believe he's going to hit 40 home runs. He's he's a stud. As long as he can stay healthy with that back injury, Nolan Gorman is going to be a staple of the Cardinals lineup in 2024 and beyond. Brendan Donovan doesn't count because he's 27, but Brendan Donovan is still a younger guy, And but I'm not going to count him, but he's going to be, he's major league ready. And he would have counted if we did this exercise last year. Victor Scott, 23 years old. I believe he can make an impact as early as this year. It might be wise to wait. Ivan Herrera, catcher uh, for the Cardinals, had just an incredible year in the minor leagues last year. And if the Cardinals did not sign Wilson Contreras, he'd probably be their everyday catcher this year. Thomas Segesi. Uh, Thomas Segesi is one of the better minor league prospects that the Cardinals have. And then Dylan Carlson. We forget about him, but he's still just 25 years old. And so that's, I just listed four, five, six, seven, eight guys under the age of 26 that could all see major league time this year. I don't know if you can say that about the Chicago Cubs. And I'm not saying the Cubs don't have good young players because they do. I just don't think they're MLB ready as of right now. This could com- this conversation could completely change in 2025. But the Cubs' lack of action. I mean, they've really taken a similar approach to the St. Louis Cardinals this year. They haven't spent a ton of money. They haven't went out and acquired the superstar player. Who knows if they bring back Cody Bellinger? They certainly could. And they could start signing people left and right. But it really feels like they are going to lean on their prospect pipeline. They are going to lean on some of these younger players. And I just don't know if that's going to be good enough this year uh, to to win the NL Central. And I think the St. Louis Cardinals, at least position-wise, have the better group of young MLB-ready players. And we haven't even talked about the pitching. And I will admit the Cubs have the edge there, which is a huge deal. I'm not discounting it. But the Cardinals still have players like Takoa Roby, Gordon Graceffo, Tink Hentz. Matthew Libertor pitched at the major league level. He didn't do as well as we would have hoped, but he has major league experience. Same thing with Zach Thompson. And Adam Kloffenstein had a really good year at AAA. Sam Robersey is on the 40-man roster. So the Cardinals, and because John Moselock made some of those savvy moves 
at the trade deadline and was in a position to sell, he was able to, to basically rejuvenate what was a depleted pitching prospect core that the Cardinals had outside of Tinkens, Grisifo, Michael McGreevy, etc. But all of these names that I just mentioned, Roe, Tako Roby, Gordon Grisefo, Tinkens, Libertor and Thompson are already at the major league level. Kloffenstein uh, could be there this year. Sim Robersi, uh, same deal. Um, and I'm not even mentioning, mentioning Drew Rahm, who pitched there last year, who, who was in that one of those trades the Cardinals made at the deadline. All of these guys are younger players that are going to be impactful at the major league level. And I, you, I don't think you can put these guys up against what the Cubs can bring to the table in terms of pitching. But it's still, I, I still believe that the Cardinals have the better group overall right now that are MLB ready for 2024. And it's very, very exciting. But sometimes we discount just how young and how good these prospects are that the St. Louis Cardinals have. And they're at the major league level right now. And I don't know if you can say that about the Chicago Cubs right now. So it's we'll see how the season plays out. But I believe, and this is a bold prediction, that the Cardinals young stars are going to be more productive this year than the Chicago Cubs young stars. And, and, and that's going to propel them into bold prediction number seven, that the Cardinals win the NL Central. They prove that they are the superior team. They, they get good seasons out of some of their pitchers in their rotations. Uh, Miles Michaelis bounces back a little bit. Kyle Gibson proves he, he's effective. Lance Lynn proves that he can still eat up some innings. And we already talked about Steven Matz. And, of course, Sonny Gray at the top of that rotation. The starting pitching is just good enough. The, the moves that the Cardinals made in the bullpen pay off. And they're, these young players that the Cardinals have, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Nolan Gorman, Lars Newbar, start to prove that they are the future of the St. Louis Cardinals. And, and the Cardinals become a scary team all of a sudden. And potentially they make a move if they're in contention and get that starting pitcher that could put them over the top. And if they do, they're going to be a scary team in 2024. But I want to know what you think. Let me know what you think in the comments. Where does this Cardinals team stack up in 2024 compared to the, the other teams in the NL Central, the other teams in the National League? I want to hear from you. Don't forget to leave the podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcast. That's the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. And until next time, go Cardinals and be good, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.